gonna start off. We're gonna open the beers. Welcome to the show. It's the bear cast. We're bringing very different bears. There's five bears over here. It's uh, each more bear than the last. They have different amount of hops, My. different amounts of berries, different amount of flavor and citrus. Citrus flavors in some. Cherise, There's one that's flavored with sumac. Cherise limon. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, what what do you think of these various beers? These five beers. Do they get progressively beerier? When, uh, when you get to the beeriest beer, it like will a, be Siberia. <laughs> I like a bitter beer or a or a sweet beer, a honey beer. Oh, the thing about a honey beer is what you what you got to do with a honey beer is <laughs> I have no idea where I'm going with this. What do you got to do with a honey beer? Stay hey, what do you got to do with a honey beer? You got to stick your dick in the bottle while it's soft. Oh shit! That's the key. It's got to be soft. The dick, and then you get hard. Well, and then you can't get the you you can't get the bottle off of your penis, and so you're flailing around comically. Yeah, you strike the bottle against a nearby stop sign. Well, you and, know uh, the, the Republicans are trying to steal the erection. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Uh, they are. Are they not fans of Cialis? They are not. They they. Uh, they they were trying to steal the erection all over the country. Mm-hmm. Just taking everyone's Cialis, everyone's Viagra, mm-hmm. and everyone's Blue Chew. Well, yeah. I mean, if they if they are, if they want to be logically consistent, you know, then if they don't have reproductive health for women, then no reproductive health for men, which includes your boner pills. Okay, boys, you must only conceive naturally. There's only one your own pill. Bone juices. There's only one kind of reproductive pill for men, and it's to make your boner last forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, would you take the perma buddy? I guess that's the question. Perma soft or perma boner? Um, I'd have to go with perma soft. I it would be. Yeah, well, perma boner will kill you. Uh, will so the pill the pill is just a slow suicide pill then. Right. You, you just, just die. Why will a, wait? Why would a perma boner kill you? Because then all the blood just goes to your dick and you die. Is that? Yeah. I don't know if how that that's how that yeah. works. It just it's keeps like, getting bigger and harder until you die. And oh, the, okay, I see, I yeah, see. I so like the dick overtakes the body. It's like a big right. dick. It's like a dick tumor. Yeah. It just explodes. That's a good. Explodes all over you. The rest of you, like, you kind of shrivel up, and then Mm -hmm. the dick just kind of separates and walks off. And Uh, that's a really good. That's a really good uh, bad genie wish. Like you encounter a genie, and he gives you cursed wishes, and it's like, man, I want a bigger cock, and it's like, it is granted. (laughs) And yeah, that's what happens. Because of your hubris. Because of your hubris, Mike. Now your dick is gonna grow until you shrivel. And it's just going to be a large penis with a tiny shriveled man attached to it. That'd be great. It yeah. eventually gets its own legs. <laughs> it, gets a, it gets glasses and a briefcase. Yeah, it's the yeah the eyes grow on the head. It like wears a fedora to work and <laughs> yeah. starts a fucking union. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. The big man penis organizes. <laughs> organizer. Or the organizer. The they call organizer. Them. You see that guy? He's a big dick, but he gets things done. You know? Yeah. It writes itself. It does. It's gonna it's just like that Sylvester Stallone movie, Fist. 
because he is where he's uh, arm wrestling and all the arm wrestlers <laughs> arms are way bigger than the rest of their bodies uh no it's he's it's he's in the fist boxing competition oh fist boxing yeah the fist boxing where you fist two dudes and they're your boxing gloves <laughs> and then you have to fight against another dude who also has two fisted dudes a la boxing gloves man and then uh it's really hard on the twinks they're all twinks they all got to be twinks they have to be verified by the Twink Committee. Liberal Hollywood media. Exactly. With their fucked up movies. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have Twink representation. Well, well oh, we were going to talk about some media. We were going to talk about the uh, Nexium uh, TV that you've been well, watching. Well, I've been, I've been, yeah, The Vow on the HBO. Vow. The Vow, which oh. was the inner circle cult of Nexium. So, uh... Yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty good mediocre HBO true crime documentary, but it's got me very jazzed because mm. uh, the Nexium cult is super weird, and there's a lot of firsthand footage of the primary wheelers and dealers in it, which include this guy Keith Ranieri, uh, who's this Mark Marinish, but like New Age Mark Marin, uh, multi level marketing business psychopath, and uh, Mark so Marin multi-level marketing. <laughs> He's the Mark Marin of multi-level stamps.com, but MLM. <laughs> uh, yeah, just get 20 other people to join stamps.com and you make $10. Mark Mar Marin seems too neurotic to be able to hold together a sex cult. Um, I, I'm, no, I'm only saying he looks yeah. like Mark. Or no, he also looks like Trey Anastasio from Fish. The he last looks like time, an evil version of the, Trey Anastasio. Yeah, the last person Mark Marin had sex with died of cancer, so. Oh, that's Ooh, sad. The last person Jim Carrey had sex with OD'd on drugs he gave her. He gave her the drugs, yeah. I, well, Mark no, Marin probably gave her cancer. I don't know that. I can remember that. Whenever, Marin gave her cancer? Yeah, whenever, you're, you know, whenever your significant other gets cancer, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. You're right. Well, it's because it's because the radiation of love makes the yeah. cells divide more, oh, leading no, I, to higher I rates was, of cancer. I was texting my love too much, and <laughs> the, the iPhone gave her cancer. Oh, she was using her cell phone, and she held it up to her ear, and you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. Uh, so, I have COVID-20, by the way. I have you it. Have <laughs> I have it. I got it. It's one more. It's fucked up, man. This one is even worse. Um, yeah. All my red blood getting? cells have decided to individually kill themselves. Boom. Um, and it, they're exiting my body through my eyes and nose. <laughs> oh, That's God. cool. You're like uh, you're like someone in a goth video. You're yeah. like someone in a scene kid video and like <laughs> the big climax of the video. Where, you know, they've been rejected in love, and now they're, like, bleeding in front of a mirror. Yeah, I guess she did. Yeah, like that that meme, I guess she's. I guess she doesn't feel me. And it's the guy just, like, bleeding tears out of his eyes. <laughs> I guess she's not feeling I it. I don't know that meme. Oh, it's very funny. Oh, there you go. Oh, man. Uh, so you're, that's happening to you. You're yeah. just flooding with blood all over the place. Either that or I'm chronically sleep-deprived. Yeah. Sleep is important, they say. Yeah, it is. You know what you should do to start sleeping more? No. Traumatic stress-induced comas. How do I do that? <laughs> uh, you have to see a priest murder two children in front of you, and, uh, you know, he threatens to go after your family. 
I guess I'm describing a knight of the hunter type situation. Okay. Well, so you just have to get a knight of the hunter type thing to happen to you, and then, you know, uh, the regular logic is that that'll keep you up at night. Do you know what keeps me up at night? You know that eight out of the ten cops who were investigating Anthony Weiner's laptop have mysteriously killed themselves. <laughs> what is that? A, is that true? Yeah, it's true, and it's really weird. Is that that that's crazy? If big, if true. Yeah, there was one guy. Who I was find like, that incredibly hard to believe, but uh, yeah. that seems uh huh. It, it seems very Seth Rich. It's cr- pretty weird. Um, one guy was like a day away from retiring and was found in his car, just like with a gunshot in his head and the gun that's next retiring. to him. Yeah, he retired. He got retired by Hillary Clinton. Uh, Huma Abedin, you see, no, the thing is, Carlos Danger has been doing these hits. It was Carlos Danger all along. Um, Danger. <laughs> Watch yourself. Carlos Danger. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. Remember? Remember the was, meme? It's probably Stephen Colbert. I bet he's the hitman for the for the for the Clintons. Why, why, do you, why do you think his obsequiousness has now extended to assassination? Yeah, no one expects Stephen Colbert to show up and yeah. kill you. There you go. You know how it. there's all those uh, all those memes about Bill Murray showing up and, like, stealing a fry and saying no one will believe you? Yeah. Yeah, but Stephen Colbert, no one will hear you ever again. I would freak at the fuck out at Bill Murray if he ever showed up anywhere. <laughs> Get out of here, you ass. You ass face. <laughs> Unfunny dick. <laughs> you beat your wife, you fuck. He would, he would like it. He would become wife my friend. Wife beaten fuck. Yeah, this would be... I would, I would neg him so he would become my friend. You're beloved by the most pathetic people on the internet. <laughs> Steve Zissou, more like Steve My Poo. Oh, man. I like that movie. <laughs> I think that movie's good. <laughs> I never saw. Is that the which was? The, is that the one on the ship? Zissou, yeah, it's the one on uh, where he's uh, Jacques Cousteau like, but he's Wes Anderson, so he's wry and deadpan, and there's a lot of uh, reference and mise en scene and fantastical elements. You know, I used to resist that shit because it is like it does. If you enjoy it, it does says a lot about you as a person. But I have to admit, I do enjoy it. So. I do. I do there you enjoy. go. There you go. I like I like Wes Anderson movies. Can't lie. Can't hide this part of myself. Yeah. Well, um, is he? He's probably making another movie. Yeah, he's he's fully funded out the wazoo. He's respected amongst other people. I saw him talking to Scorsese the other day, and that's such a weird convert. They they seem very different in a lot of ways. Mm. Uh. But, uh, yeah, I love Isle of Dogs. I love animation. I'm a child. I'm a mannered little twee child that likes to escape into fancy little decorative worlds. <laughs> this is like, it's just like if Henry Darger was born into a rich family, you'd get Wes Anderson. Is Wes Anderson, was he born into a rich family? He was rich. Yeah, he was well. He mm. went to private school. Rushmore is about his life of being a private school. A private school boy. Went I'm to a private pri- school with Owen Wilson. I'm a private school boy. It was like Harry boy. Potter in Texas. Wait, so they went to St. Mark's? Did they w- go to St. Mark's? Well, uh, well, I know Owen Wilson went to St. Mark's because that was my rival school. 
Oh, okay. Then Wes Anderson probably also went to St. Mark's. Okay, I know exactly. I, I applied there, but I uh, they weren't opening a class when I applied there. in four, So they don't open classes in fourth grade. I would have gotten in if I had waited another year. But you could have been Wes Anderson. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, that Rushmore is nothing like St. Mark's uh, at all. Mm. But that's funny. It's a heightened fantasy twee version of that. Yeah, but it's, it's not. I guess it seems more East Coast. Um, than what is depicted yeah. in that movie. St. Mark's is, I mean, they they are rich AF. Uh, they have their own like observatory. That's fucked up. It's yeah, it's pretty. Why sweet. should any one high school have an observatory? Do they let the black kids <laughs> come and use the observatory sometimes? Probably. Yeah, I think they do. I mean, you know, private schools. Don't, well, good. Don't have. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Don't have racial quotas. I don't think. No, so. no. But do I? I don't know why I said the. I did a Joe Bidenism there. There's the normal kids and the black kids. There's the poor kids. Um, but what I meant is, did they let the poor kids uh, come and use the observatory? I don't know. St. Mark's is is not a Catholic school. It was not Catholic. Um, I went to the rival. So it, we weren't really rival. We were sort of right. We were. The was acad- it a one-sided rivalry? Yeah, we were the academic rival, but not the like the real rivalries in football. We did not. We were not even in the same football division, so <laughs> it wasn't. We weren't really able to be the real rivals because we were not able to uh, play them in football. So they had they. We were the, like their academic rival, but their <laughs> the, a different Catholic school, the Jesuit Catholic Catholic school, was their uh, football rival. That makes me think of like a Wes Anderson football movie, a Wes Anderson high school. Wes Anderson does Friday Night Lights, well, which I think is a very funny idea. The funny thing about doubt, like someone could make a very funny '90s movie about all the uh, the boys' private schools in Dallas, because there were a, there's like four or five, and they're all they all have weird rivalries. And it's very funny. They all have different uniforms, and then they all have different. <laughs> they all have rivalries that um, also uh, go over to the, the the realm of the fairer sex because there are uh, girls' schools, and nah. so there you know some of the boys' schools want exclusive rights to some of the girls' schools. So it's very, uh, that's very, fucking okay. Very sure. fun. It's a very fun way of doing it. I think very good. Of course, strict dress codes. That reminds me of the Capcom <laughs> video game Rival Schools, yeah. which was a fighting game where the characters would beat each other. And they had, like, the band geek character, and he'd use a tuba to kill you. It's a perfect way to raise little tyrants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. And it's so funny thinking of these, like, because Texas as a culture is associated with independence and, you know, rugged masculinity. And you have these little Lord Fauntleroy machines, mm-hmm. you know, cranking out, like, oh, mummy, the Texas summer is so hot. Let's go to the polo grounds yeah. and read Walden. Yeah, they went golfing indoors. <laughs> <laughs> Air conditioned golf carts. Indoor golfing range. <laughs> you know what I like about land? It's availability and cheapness. <laughs> I don't know what character that is. Well, this is the same uh, school that Tommy Lee Jones went to. Ah oh, man, and you know yeah. he's he's made of class. You know, yeah. he's a classy boy. You know, he did some cotillions in his day. Yeah, I did not do cotillion. I was antisocial at, a, at an early age. 
did not do he probably yeah he probably had one of those uh colonel sanders style neckties that's a big that's a big bow Uh, Mm. (laughs) when he went to get there i don't know they probably played earth angel at tommy lee jones's cotillion i guess he was he was in back to the future tommy lee jones no but no actual tommy lee jones was in a situation Uh, not unlike the situation depicted in back to the future where uh chuck berry's brother's band was playing a high school (laughs) dance for some uh, reason high school you know it's a very unrealistic uh (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm just thinking is unrealistic would they have gotten a black band to play a white high school in 1950s in Back to the Future. Depends on where. Where do you know where they were? Is there? Yeah, it's not really said where Hill Valley is. But What's the state yeah, it the, takes place in? In the fifties, yes, they would have done that. Okay. It, the, it's more about the audience. Yes. The, the audience wouldn't have been allowed to be mixed. Were there any black high schoolers in Hill in the Hill Valley High School that you saw that you remember in Back to the Future? I remember nothing about that. I don't. Th- there was, think it was the kid all that white. that's yeah. mayor. That becomes mayor, uh, where he's uh, serving people in the diner, and uh, that's well, one of the. It features seems like of it Back takes place future. in like New Jersey, though, right? So it was probably relatively integrated compared to the South during that time. Right? You know, when they do reboot Back to the Future, and they will. I think they will make. They might go that direction where it's a black guy that goes back, and then he's got to deal with stuff. Hmm. In order to get back to the future, yeah, I the think best, that's the, the twist best way to deal with it, it would for just be everyone to be black. There you go. And everyone then, is. That's what they should do with the Simpsons. They yeah. recast Carl. What? Oh, right. I heard that. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. I don't care. It's fine. If you're mad about that, you're an idiot. <laughs> you mean mad about them being re- him being recast? Yes. If you're mad about like, oh, this culture war, Hank Azaria yeah. should be able to do black voices. Oh, I'm so mad that Hank Azaria can't do black voices. I, I, why get mad about the Simpsons? They're, they're so. Yeah, they're irrelevant. dead. They yeah. shouldn't have existed. It's this a weird long. zombie. Yeah, but that's what you freaking that. That's my pitch: is Black Simpsons. You just do a, the you reboot the Simpsons, but they're just black now. And the Black Bart T-shirt prophecy comes true. Don't they make jokes about being yellow? They they do make jokes about them having yellow skin, but clearly, like, for some reason, the black people are black, but the white people are yellow and the Asian people are white, which is the... and But they've never made, like, an Asian joke. They, they, tend to, they tend to stay away from race jokes. Sometimes there are race jokes, but they tend to stay away from them. They would do Chinese jokes, I think. I mean, yeah, it's strange because... At the start of it, they were colored weirdly because I think they were trying to be homogenous. I mean, Smithers was black originally, but was he supposed to be or was it? Because there was like a convention at the time, like in Doug, too, where your characters just had weird looking skin because they weren't meant to be any particular race, which led to the confusion in Doug over whether Skeeter Valentine was a POC or not. Yeah, he is. He is. Trying to claim Skeeter. Blue. He's a blue yeah. person, like uh, like the blue meanies. He, I thought he was a descendant of the blue meanies, meaning he's there. Probably, you go. Meaning he's Argentinian. <laughs> Argentina. Well, you, did you watch Yellow Submarine recently? That's a very deep. 
yellow submarine reference. No, I just, I know, I know that because I watched it hundreds and hundreds of times. Yeah, so did I as a child. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's probably the movie I've watched most, actually. Yeah, I also watched, you know, uh, the all the Beatles movies because uh, we were Beatles fanatics. <laughs> You were Beatles fanatics. Yeah, that's so is so is my. You know, it's weird that I'm just finding the, uh, this about you because my my dad was very much a Beatles fanatic. My mom liked the Beatles okay, but it was yeah, my, my dad who like really yeah. infused it, and now he hates John Lennon. My mom saw the Beatles in 1964. Ooh, ooh, cool. Ooh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's funny how my opinions on the Beatles sort of waver back and forth between. John Lennon was a hypocrite. Eh, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, you know, just uh, they're CIA spooks, and I'm sticking with that. The, you're right. The Beatles MI6. were a psyop uh, MI6. designed to yeah. hyper-normalize people. Just that's how we defeated communism. Mm-hmm. With the Beatles. With the Beatles. Blue jeans, right? Everybody likes America. <laughs> that's actually a great Simpsons line where Homer says, Our Beatles are better than your Rolling Stones, England. but to some degree there is a weirdly american even though the beatles are like super twee and british and emblematic of britain you know john lennon really makes his bed literally in america and that's where he's uh you know that's where he's a rebel and able to maintain that personality i mean nixon had a file on him they thought he was it's so fucking how crazy paranoid do you have to be to think john lennon is going to affect any significant change (laughs) <laughs> yeah those I mean, hippies old john lennon i think it was j edgar hoover not nixon right or was it did nixon order it or was it just j edgar I, hoover? I think nixon was personally aware of john lennon's mm. involvement i think i have no, i you know i don't remember maybe, the maybe story. elvis told him to do it i think but <laughs> oh this this young upstart little liverpudlian bitch Uh gotta fuck him up the ass well you see are you referring to the famous photo with like elvis clearly high as balls getting the anti getting like the the dea patch from richard nixon yeah and during that meeting elvis told him to spy on john lennon (laughs) you gotta get this limey (laughs) he's stealing all my songs (laughs) stealing my songs that i stole from black people i can't do a good elvis impression Oh, I man. can't do a good Elvis impression. I'd like to go back in time and hang out with Elvis. <laughs> Why Elvis? Have you been thinking about Elvis? Or uh, no, I'm not. Now just, just thinking. Considering just it. thinking. I mean, that means that's like that. You know the 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 meme on Twitter of uh, girls go back in time and do this, and boys go yes. back. Go back I love that, that one. That's yeah. a good one. Meme would, review nine out of ten. I would um, stealing a PewDiePie bit now. I would. What have I become? Mine would be hang out with Elvis. <laughs> why 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 elvis just because he's cool uh like which era of elvis like peak elvis or like doing pills and peanut butter and banana first, sandwich elvis first comeback of elvis okay like early 70s elvis you're talking about no not not that was i think more than when let me look when the first comeback was was it wh- when was in the ghetto released? Because in the ghetto, yeah. Okay. His first comeback was 1968. There you go. So late 60s when, Elvis, late but that 60s. is Fat Elvis. That is no, Las Vegas. Not fat then. Okay. He is very much. He's he's uh not fat at all. He's just grown up. 
and and well, very well coiffed, and wearing a lot of leather. He's filled out. And filled out, and um, I think probably the most doing the most drugs, uh, you know, of his career. He was on a what was he, he was on a lot of painkillers, right? I think he did all the drugs. He did all all the la- the uppers, downers, laughers, weezers, shiners, miners. Uh, he was he was doing minors, specifically Priscilla <laughs> Presley, Ooh. who was underage when he first courted her. Ho! Well, as was done in the time, as was as was the style at the time, Jerry Lee Lewis, and it's it's <laughs> freaking. I remember the interview they had with the lady that married Jerry Lee Lewis, who was his cousin and was thirteen years old, mm-hmm. and the the line she said that he pitched to her for getting married was it's now or never <laughs> really <laughs> i'm 13 <laughs> i can't we wait some time time's running out time's running uh, out great balls really of fire time's aggressive out. <laughs> aggressive bargaining tactic yeah. uh it reminds me of the the vow <laughs> nexium the nexium cult mm. it's so fucking funny um, well, any cult because, with branding is going to be pretty funny. Yeah, so everyone knows that it involved the Smallville actress Allison Mack. Everyone. Who, knows. like, comes across as, like, one of those vapid self-improvement people. Yeah. Uh, is Was she uh, in um, that Nickelodeon show? What Nickelodeon Alex show? Alex Mack? No, that was uh, the <laughs> wonderful Larissa Olenek. Olenek? Um, Olenek. Olenek? She, I don't know. She seemed Canadian. Is that how is that? Is she, she was. I think she was Canadian. Probably. She I was can, later in 10 Things I Hate About You. And I have Candar. She was occasionally on Third Rock from the Sun. I have very good I don't know Candar. why I know her career so well. I think it's because I really liked Alex Mack and she was like a hero of mine. Oh, That's an underrated oh, show, Alex Mack. See, my, my Candar. Because she was named great. like my name and she had superpowers and she was struggling <laughs> to use them responsibly. But she had a team of friends that were keeping her out of trouble. You know, I think Alex Mack first is the show that made me conspiracy-minded. Because it's like, if you're different, the cops will try and hunt you fucking down. So, yeah, there's a lot to Alex Mack. My childhood hero was Superman. Superman? <laughs> yeah. That Jew. That's funny, right? <laughs> was he actually your your hero? Sort of. I mean, I had a big cutout of Superman that like moved. His arms could move, so I thought that was cool. I didn't All read. Right. I didn't read any comics or consume media at that time. Okay. Right? Except for did, except for did books. Did you have Newberry any... Metal books exclusively? Newberry Metal books. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Judy Bloom. Uh, Are yeah, you the there, giver. God? Are you there, God? It's me, Stephen, learning about women's periods for the first time. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Wait. Wait, did you actually read Are You There, God? Yeah. It's Me, Judy, when you were young? When, I was, eight, when I was like eight, I read it. And ah! I was like, whoa! Whoa! What? And whoa! It's always stuck with me. The line, the, the girls do this thing where they're, they, they, like, they're trying to exercise their pecs to make their breasts grow. And yes. We must. We must. We must increase our bust. There and you I would, go. I would, like, march around saying that. There you go. Oh, <laughs> uh, are you there, God? I'm trying to make my tits grow. Does that actually work? <laughs> hey, God, I'm trying to grow my tits out. 
<laughs> trying to get big tits over here. I'm to- trying to get it's all the fashion. It's, it's all Sopra- the season. Tony Soprano praying. <laughs> I don't know what to do. AJ's trying to get big tits. <laughs> AJ come up to me the other day. I don't understand the kid. He's fucking dumb. He says he wants big tits. <laughs> Tony, you don't understand. Big tits are in fashion. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that also reminds me of the Sopranos anime meme that I saw going around. There's some sort of popular AI anime filter filtering yeah. everyone's faces, which to look like anime. I saw it. And someone did one for the Sopranos, and it's very fun. Woke up this morning. Bought a pack of gum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, man, the Nexium cult... So, have you ever been to, like, a Toastmasters ceremony or, like, a fucking uh, corporate branding anything or, like, a self-improvement, self-help seminar or, like, like, even, like, an intense cognitive behavioral therapy session where someone is very much into, like, neuro-linguistic programming as a practice? No, I have not. What is it like? Is it, like, Nexium? I've been like for when I went to law school, uh, I had a person who said, "We go to Toastmasters; it'll improve your public speaking." So I went to Toastmasters, and they're like, "This shit is a fucking cult. Mm. <laughs> this shit is like, it's because I mean, what's weird about it is it's, it's about not about how to like function better as like a human being, but how to function better as like a capitalist cog, essentially. Mm. Like you're not learning." persuasion to be like a better person but you're learning it for professional development which is you know understood to be the same as morally developing as a person but it's actually not morally developing as a person but rather using sort of a tool to achieve an end not a metaphysical goal but rather a physical one which is why it feels sort of hollow and empty and sort of why you know Tony Robbins material for some people doesn't work out because they see, you know, developing emotional tools for like a pragmatic or capitalist end as being sort of hollow. And that would include someone like me. So that shit didn't really take on me. Uh, But it really takes to people who really do define their worth by, you know, how much they are succeeding. Like, and it's not an arbitrary scale. Like you can because it's the same with people in Scientology too these are people that really wanted to feel like they were making a difference and the thing which offers you know a quantitative measure of whether you're making a difference is sort of like a neoliberal capitalist model you got to get you know big enough you got to get big like Bill Gates so that you can do something on the scale of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and people that buy into this way of thinking get attracted to this and that's like the people that the Nexium cult attracted mm-hmm. all of these like upwardly mobile attractive young women you know who were probably feminists and you know gave a shit about uh the world at large and were into spiritual pseudo spirituality yeah yeah and um it's the same with scientology scientology preyed on the same type of people not like not it's not proletarian like Islam or Christianity is, where they sort of go after anyone. It's very much aimed at a specific type of sort of upwardly mobile uh, person that sort of exists in the Western world and not in a lot of other places. 
And uh, that's why I found it interesting. These people who are much more attractive than me have much lower self-esteem than me, which is nice to know. So much that they join a cult yeah. and not know they joined a cult. And they probably, I mean, these kind of people have to do constant upkeep, you know, with to maintain their looks. They end up having all kinds of plastic surgery, using all kinds of products that are bad, mm. that are actually bad for you, bad for the environment when they wash down the drain. It's really yeah, and yeah. That's like, but that that is it. It's like solipsism. You know, I will help the world through the power of myself. That is like mm. the inherent axiomatic function of these people. And that's what a guy like Keith Ranieri preys upon. Because his whole method of control was sort of isolation and you have the power to do it. And what he said, the thing, the thing that he keeps repeating most to his, the people in the Nexium cult is abandon fear. Abandon fear. Abandon fear. You know, fear is what's holding you back. Fear is what's holding you back. And so um, when you put this into your head enough, suddenly you escalate to the point where the branding just becomes another exercise to test your fear. And you're in this thing. And so yeah. there, there were two layers to it. One was just like the class that gave nebulous, you know, business consulting and like pseudo spiritual yoga mind tricks to get you more productive. And then deeper in this was uh, Keith Ranieri's inner circle, which was called DOS, uh, which um, oh, what it's it's short for some Latin phrase, which is um, I don't remember it, but it was also called the vow. And so he took women and uh, he he branded them, and the brand was his and Allison Mack's initials. Like Allison Mack was way up there. Whoa. And it was pitched to these women as like this is about women changing the world. This is about women, you know, really owning themselves and having a, a sense of agency in changing the world. You know, all that sort of language was used to couch this. And uh, they would call the, each other master and slave, uh, you know. Uh. Yeah. So and so the one woman in the documentary, uh, her her master was actually a black lady, which seemed weird. <laughs> oh, but well, you know, hey. She what, didn't notice hey, it at know, the time. That's fine. And it was explained to her. But it gets to everyone. It gets to... And that's the thing which scares me about... that. Why I really like hearing about cults is because it could happen to normal people. Like, look at QAnon, too. QAnon's starting hey, to get to the point hey, where just otherwise regular whoa, people... Hey, now, that, that stuff's real. Come on. <laughs> You're right. Hey. <laughs> hey, come on. Look, I'm flexing my pecs. I must increase my bust. 5G didn't work. 5G was a failure. Dude. I'm in the 5G tower. My tits aren't growing. This 5G is really fucking me up, man. <laughs> my eyes are bleeding. My ass fell out. All of my organs fell out of my ass. And it's just All trailing behind me, making a slime ooze so that the government can follow me. Okay? Go bladder. I'm, like, I'm like a cow that just gave birth. You're like a pangolan. <laughs> is that what they're called? Pangolan? I don't know. It's there's there's this uh there's this South Asian Southeast Asian spirit which is just a lady with her organs out. It's just a, a floating head and all of her organs dangle underneath. <laughs> and I always like that. It's like it's a pangolan. Pangolan. Are uh, you looking it up? Uh, Can no. you confirm it's a pangolan? No, I'm looking up the story of John Adams' perilous transatlantic voyage. 
Oh, you've been reading about John Adams, haven't he you? He had an amazingly adventurous transatlantic voyage. Was, what happened? Was Were there pirates? He was chased by the British, and okay. they had to escape the British. They okay. went straight into a storm, nearly sank. Then, oh my. Then they encountered a British merchant ship that they gave a big broadside to and captured. And <laughs> it was, and then they got, like I think, at one point stuck in the doldrums. The doldrums? And they were... They were the let's see oh and then at the very end there was he like made best friends with this guy that he wanted to like have him become like some leader in the navy and uh-huh. then the 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 captain of the ship had them they needed to fire a warning shot to a different ship and okay. John Adams favorite seaman was firing the warning shot and the cannon exploded and severed the guy's leg off and then he like bled out over the course of a week that's no good yeah so that was a slow death. I bet there were a lot of mea culpas. But there were a lot of tender words yeah. said, like master and commander style. This was, he was going, the reason he was taking a transatlantic voyage was to get to France, to try to get France to join our side in the Revolutionary War. And they did. Well, they did, but they didn't want to, and he had to deal with the, the wily Comte de Vergin, who was the, <laughs> um, the French foreign minister. And the Comte de Vergin was very haughty. It's very haughty about American independence. But I might add, he failed to secure much material gain for France, despite uh, supporting us with the Navy, as was desperately needed in order to win the Battle of Yorktown to have Cornwallis surrender. Fucking Cornwallis. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, what are you? So uh, why are you so into the founders lately? Because it was high adventure. <laughs> Tally ho! Yeah. We are going to a new country. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get on our horses. Rattle our sabers, boys. Yeah. We're going down. I'm going to cross this ocean with my army, and then we will attack the British at London itself, if need be. I think there's. I think that's why we like statues too, because there's like a Tolkienish vibe. Did you? Did you ever? I think in past episodes I've referred to. J.R.R. Tolkien's sort of very pessimistic view of the world mm-hmm. and how it's reflected in Lord of the Rings that everything re- it's not even time as a flat circle it's time as a spiral downwards right. which is everything repeats but it's much less grand and more inconsequential every time it repeats Yeah, but Tolkien and in is Lord like of a, the Rings the first age is the greatest age yeah. and it keeps these cycles of we're uh, like creation fifth, and destruction like we're like in the fifth age or something now but he yeah. was talking about like the second or third Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tolkien. All that stuff is real. All it's all it's all real. <laughs> it's all very real. Peter Jackson. The eagles are real. Yeah, Peter Jackson is nah. a notorious dwarf man who uh, is the was the correct person to transmit it to film. Although I kind of <laughs> I dis I dislike the Peter Jackson movies. <coughs> you dislike Peter Jackson? Really? You yeah. like he's got more good than bad. Yeah. Uh, you don't like the Frighteners? I like the Frighteners. I would have, I mean, I guess I would have liked it to be a little less Hollywood. What about Dead Alive? What about Heavenly Creatures? Eh, whatever. I like the, ki- I like the weird King Kong. <laughs> that was a weird movie. <laughs> Naomi Watts wants to fuck a big ape. It should have been David Lynch directing The Lord of the Rings. With that. <laughs> with uh, Kyle, David Lynch was... Tom McLaughlin. <laughs> As Gandalf. Uh, 
Uh, Kyle McLaughlin as Aragorn would be actually no, be awesome. He should have been that Gandalf. That would be fucking killed. Uh, Gandalf. Gandalf would be Harry Dean Stanton, obviously. <laughs> if he were still alive. Nicholas Cage um, as Frodo. Or no, Gandalf would be David Lynch himself. Fly, you fools! <laughs> you shall not pass. <laughs> Excuse me, I need you to speak up. He was also David Lynch was. You, you know how he was offered Return of the Jedi, right? What? Yeah, George George Lucas offered David Lynch Return of the Jedi because he was just he had won Oscars because of Elephant Man, mm-hmm. and so. He was like a really hot commodity at the time. And just imagining David Lynch's Return of the Jedi is also very funny. Yeah, oh, There's just whooshing good. noises. It's like really cold. Like they're Ewoks, but they look more like the Eraserhead baby. They're all like gooey <laughs> and like they're falling apart. And it's like a metaphor for childhood. Like, and or like yeah, Luke's Luke's uh, he, Luke is just replaced inexplicably with Kyle MacLachlan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's running around Endor, and it's like it's an idyllic little town, but there's like oh, there's crime underneath, and like Han Solo's choking Leia and doing a lot of, <laughs> doing a lot of speed. Oh God! Like uh, li- there would be contemporary rock music. <laughs> yes, yeah, there would be ninety. There would be Roy Orbison in the soundtrack. <laughs> um. That would that sounds cool to sell actually. Stop making me love me, David Lynch. I mean, I'm I'm a huge Lynch guy, man. I didn't used to be such a Lynch guy, but I found that. Um, and I know it's very boring to say he's like, your your. I wouldn't say he's my favorite director, but I'm just, I've been feeling in the Lynch mood for the last several years, like the feelings that his media puts me in, where everything is sort of like dreamlike and sort of aggressive but also wholesome i feel that is the reality that i've been living in that is like because mm. people while people are more atomized than they've ever been today they've also been able to gain access to these incredibly weird insular communities that they would have otherwise not had access to given the technology yeah. so it's this all the freaks push have organized pull. yeah like, is something that is, like, very specific but mediated, like, less fulfilling than something that is uh, general but face-to-face? There used I don't know. to be two it's... kinds of people, jocks and nerds. Mm. Didn't we? I think we think I've said this before. <laughs> <laughs> and then the internet came along, and now there's a thousand different subtypes of people. There you go. God damn it. we got to go back. Kate, we have to go back to the island. Kate, I should watch Kate Lost. Kate, get a fuck on the boat. Maybe I should just watch Lost. Get really into Lost. Remember, Lost when? is great. Lost is terrible, but the way it's terrible is pretty amazing. I I was talking to someone the other day who was not a Lindelof fan. Uh, I I think there's a lot. Yeah, uh, Watchmen sucks. I guess Watchmen is copaganda. I guess doesn't make a fuck ton of sense. The TV if you show think about it. The TV show. Watch? Yeah. Okay. Did you watch Watchmen? I watched. Who some watches of it. the Watchmen? I watched some of it. I got bored. I'm sorry to say I got there you bored. Go. There you go. I want my bored. entertainment to entertain me, not to, like, give me l- lessons about life. <laughs> you didn't want to learn about... Well, you already knew about the Tulsa massacre. Yeah, I knew about it. and I, But that's know. what the show was about. It was about, like... 
because Damon Lindelof was like read that in like a did you know type column and he was like I just heard about this have you heard about this yeah. this is crazy I gotta make a show about this but yeah tying tying the Tulsa massacre to law enforcement is sort of strange I mean the main character uh, is a cop and her motivation for becoming a cop is that so in the world of Watchmen uh, Vietnam becomes the 51st state because America uses Dr. <laughs> Manhattan to win the Vietnam War. And so she's part of the colonists that are there, but then her family is blown up by a freedom fighter. And so then that gives her the revenge, the Batman-esque revenge motivation to become a cop. But she's a good cop, though. But she's also, yeah, a mass superhero called Sister Knight. Uh, speaking of war, did you see um, Armenia declared war on Azerbaijan like this morning. <laughs> what? I don't follow the yeah. Caucasian. They're, they had, I don't follow Caucasian a war. conflicts. They're having, Armenia and Azerbaijan are having a war. And also, breaking news. Breaking news. Whoa. The New York Times has obtained the tax returns for President Trump. What? Breaking news. What consequences will this have? Breaking news. Donald Trump paid $750 in federal income taxes the year he won the presidency. There you go. That's a lot of money. $750. That's it. Okay. Well, he probably didn't make a lot that year. In his first year in the White House, he paid another $750. And in the 10 of the previous 15 years, he paid no income tax at all, largely because he reported losing much more money than he made. There you go. Bad casino bets. Breaking news. Oh, how will old Donnie slip out from this one? Oh, no. The Lincoln Project will do a video where it's all like, Donald Trump said he was a millionaire, but he's actually in the poorhouse. Old Donnie's wearing a barrel. What a fucking loser. And then nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I I guess it's like a they have it's the whole they have a huge headline than the Times. Yeah, because this is like God. this is the smoking gun for the libs. Uh, I am unconvinced that anyone will care about. Oh, this. very funny. Wall Street Journal has not a no story on it at all. <laughs> well, I mean, because that's the like that is the ultimate lib shibboleth. The libboleth is hypocrisy right that's the thing that is the biggest cardinal sin in the mind of the centrist lib because that was like the thrust of the daily show they didn't have to have an ideology because all you had to do was pronounce the hypocrisy of your opponent and then they would be undone that was also uh the west wing too to a large degree was all about you know using logic to show how someone was inconsistent and so if you have that mindset, you're going to think that this is the thing. Aha, this is the thing that will sink old Donnie boy. These are the facts that show that he's not a billionaire and his image of, you know, rugged personal success is all false. This will get the rubes down in rube town. And no, it won't. <laughs> mm. Well, this is nothing. Of course, we all knew this. I don't know, man. This is silly, but hey, whatever. 
I don't care because in my opinion, whoever wins, everything's going to be fine. You're right. Everything's in heaven. Everything is fine. In heaven. I watched Eraserhead recently. You've great, got great movie. Good thing, and I've got mine. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, so, did Do- old Donnie declared that he would, like, maybe do a coup, right? I guess. But how seriously are Do you feel that there is any serious chance of him resting power, like using a military cutout or something like that? Do you think there's no. a possibility, or do you nope. think that people are just, like, frothing at the mouth for that yeah, to happen no, I, for no reason? I think uh, very little chance of a real military coup. If there's a military coup, then the military takes over. And the military doesn't really like Donald Trump. Yeah, why would they? Why, I, yeah. Why would they? They just put Petraeus in or something, or like Mattis or one of their weirdo, like guys who wants to. I don't know. Pump pump NATO money into all the European countries continuously forever. I guess the idea is that Donald Trump has Donald Trump doesn't have any power over like the real keys of power in Washington, like the Joint Chiefs of Staff or Mitch McConnell or anybody like that. But I guess he does have the power to initiate stochastic terrorism, maybe. And maybe. but it's 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 sort of like nebulous as to how effectively he can control that. Like I I I, I sent you that weird medium article, right? Uh, on that guy who was a war game designer who yeah. predicted four types of civil war that, that were going to happen. I think that guy is stupid. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's a fucking insane He wants, <laughs> you want a civil war to happen, which is why you're a war game designer. You like playing war games here. Um, but he's, yeah, his, his best case scenario was if Biden wins. And even in that scenario, it's the American Revolution mm-hmm. because... <laughs> Uh, the MAGA chuds are going to rise up and they're going to be like, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what his thing is. I We're going really, to reclaim, I don't really gonna think, have to take the power back. I don't really think the MAGA chuds are going to do any rising up. I don't really see no. that happening. People just I got, th- yeah, I, people got really freaked out by the Michigan militia doing a protest. And it's like, what, like, why? What? They, yeah. Because they did a, a guns out protest. Uh, yeah, well, because I think uh, people... There's like a hundred of them. I, I think people, it's like, uh, it's still the same. We we don't respect that as part of a culture. We don't respect that you would do that or think that that is an acceptable way to behave. It, because it's it a is. way that fucking... It is part hmm? of our history, and it's fine. Yeah. And there was a, about a hundred of them. And there's about, yeah. in, all over America, maybe... 2,000 militia people? Yeah, but that's some, like, rural-ass values, you know? That's very much, like, um... Or, like, exurban, or, like, you know, you have to drive three hours anywhere, and it's not L.A. values, you know? Yeah, well, I'll get canceled, but there are, um, way more gang members than militia members in this country, so... (laughs) Spicy take. It's objectively true. So I guess the the main fear is that that the gang members won't unify politically and start, you know, shooting civilians. I'm pretty sure that they have unified politically. 
I don't think the gang. No, they have no gang members. They're yeah, no. I I'll don't think there it. are there any Bloods and Crips. They it's are, just white guys. There was. <laughs> what? You don't. All think the guys that got you, shot you by the think... Kenosha guy were white. <laughs> that's why I think that. No, it's no. Just well, white they're not guys. out there. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But they they did. They have had uh, some semblance of unity surrounding the anti-police stuff. Uh, that would be cool. That's kind of cool, actually. Uh, whatever. Um, do you think... Yeah, but I... Yeah, I don't know. I think there's just also... There's never been a case where there has been... I can't think of a single case where there's been, like, a real, like, leftist violent insurgence, whereas... Uh, you know, in recent memory, there was the Oklahoma City bombing um, and uh, the frickin' mosque shootings and also, the you know, the black church shooting and, uh, like, the synagogue shooting. You know, all of them have been done in the name of right wing, where I can't think of, like, a time, like, a black gang member has shot up. I mean... You know, crossing our fingers. <laughs> let's wait. Let's see what happens. You can't think of a time when, a, like, a black gang member like did politically shot up oh, something. Well, they don't do political violence. Um, yeah. They just do. I mean, you know, shootings have been skyrocketing in Chicago, and gang shootings have been skyrocketing in Chicago and New York. Yeah, but that's but, a function more of people like uh, Lori Lightfoot and Bill de Bunglero mm. continuing to uh, put money into policing as opposed to like housing and uh, and uh, healthcare and education and shit like that. Like that's directly that's not attributable to what I feel that is attributable to good old fashioned neoliberalism more than anything else. But I'm just reducive like that. I'm reductive like that. Well, I just don't think we need to worry so much about everything constantly. <laughs> Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. You're right. Just stop doing the crazy stuff and you'll be fine. You know, just go to the grocery Ooh. store, cook up a soup. Yeah, but do I think uh, do I think you should be afraid of the militia coming to gun you down? No. no. That why no. what the the militia doesn't want to do any of that stuff. No, w you sent me a weird like you sent me a weird uh, post the other day. Amon Bundy is BLM. Right. Yeah, that was funny. I mean, he was <laughs> that was great. People were freaking out at him. He's the only one that's showing any consistency. Yeah, um, very ideological consistent. Yeah. yeah, the cops are killing you. That's the government killing you. I'm a libertarian. That's bad. I don't. <laughs> so I, don't, I am BLM. I'm not even sure if he's a libertarian. Uh, well, just extremely anti-government. Yeah. He's, uh, you might uh, call like him that Mr. Show sketch. Libertarian. He's a big bearded guy starting the People's Republic of Fredonia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's like a pretend cowboy who wants his, <laughs> who wants to graze his cattle on federal land. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, the logically consistent thing, if you are, like, someone that is not in favor of government intrusion, like, and you're especially, uh, y you know, what the police do frequently to black people is, how could you not recognize that as that? I mean, and, of course, the answer is it's okay when police do it because police are supposed to be that violent because our property rights require that level of violence in order to enforce 
Just looking and see what if Bundy has any political views that are. Who has political? I'm just trying the to Rock. see. Oh yeah, the Rock uh, endorsed. The Rock Biden. endorsed Biden today. <laughs> looking, looking very small. Very he, yeah, very, very human growth hormones. I'm ready to endorse Biden. I have worked out enough to wear my uh, muscles. The Rock are... says he's ready to endorse Joe Biden. Yeah. I used to call him Jabroni Biden <laughs> when he was with Obama. I voted for Romney twice. I wrote him in on the in 2008. <laughs> uh, I saw something great on Twitter. It was uh, not that great, but you know, we got Joe Stalin. We got Joe Biden. When are we going to get Joe on time? Uh, (laughs) that's good that's good carp mala we all love carp mala uh so how what do you think the odds are that like biden dies three days before the election (laughs) i think they got him pumped full of uh keep keep him alive juice full of adrenochrome yeah they got him they're gonna he's gonna be alive you know, and you know, Biden will most likely win, and then Trump will most likely run again in 2024. So keep that in mind. You could <laughs> no, The Rock's going to run in 2024 as a Republican. Oh, oh, that would be great. Yeah, that's what people have been saying in response to The Rock endorsing Biden. He's going to try and be like a unity ticket Republican. Hmm. Which I think could work, you know? I, I don't think America can go back to normal presidents after this. Like, how could it possibly go back? Like, you have to just... America should just lean into its weird celebrity culture and only elect celebrities as presidents. Yeah, Meghan Markle would be great as president. That's... that I've heard that, too. Mm-hmm. Meghan Markle has been considering it. The revenge of George Because it is the just day. basically our elected king. Yeah. There's no need. There's no reason why we need one guy as the figurehead, except for the fact that we like that idea. Like there, there's not like executive decision making wouldn't be hindered by like a consortium of three or five people. But no, we need the one guy. We need the king. You know, we should have a king, and we should have an aristocracy. Yes, and everything should be by birth. I mean, we do have an aristocracy. It's just we don't call them stuff. Well, we have a meritocracy. <laughs> You're right. And an oligarchy. I should claim divine right over stuff. Yeah. Hey, those shoes. <laughs> hey, you see your fucking shoes? I got divine right over those bitches. Give them to me. Go give, to the, them, give them. Yeah, go to the mall. It's a mall open in Toronto. You got the mall? Yeah, we got lots of malls open. I recently went to a mall to buy a big Lego. One Lego? One big, one, one, one big Lego. Lego. One I, big Lego, I have please. One big Lego, please. Yeah. I want to build it. What with the build? Mi- want to build with it? The man who looked like me, except he was six foot four with a ponytail, uh, who, who packaged it to me, knew exactly what I wanted. I'll return to my store where I give the insults. <laughs> what, what is the line? The comic book guy line. Uh, to go I can I will. Yeah, I, I know what you're... I can't quote it verbatim. Uh, where, where was he being abused? They were calling him a tub of lard somewhere. <laughs> they shouldn't... You shouldn't have thin people voice fat characters. Ooh. This yeah. is my hot take. That's true. Is that... Was there like a... Is there like a fat suit backlash? Do people have that one where it's like skinny actors shouldn't portray fat people? 
in fat suits? I don't know. The fat right move. The fats. <laughs> the fatty rights. The fats rights. Fatty move, rights. The fatty, move, rights, the fatty yeah. rights movement. Um, I haven't been keeping up with the fatty rights. <laughs> I've been keeping up with the uh, Lindy. Uh, Lindy. Lindy West yeah. is that her name? Yeah, she's. Off, I always called her Lindy England. Yeah, she's off Twitter now because it was too toxic. It's too toxic. Yeah, I get it. I'm not famous on Twitter. I bet if I had people calling me a cunt like 24/7, I would it would get old real quick. Yeah. I mean, hey. I tried watching Shrill cuz I was like, you know, going to open my mind up. I'm going to see what it's like to be a fat girl, you know, the shame that comes with it. People insulting you constantly, just saying that you look like shit. You know, it's more apparently. it's more that people just don't see you at all. Mm. Mm. If I was a fat girl, yeah, I would eat a little, 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 dumb. I would, I would eat a little, I would eat a little, I would eat a little, little. I would eat a little bit of. If I were a fat girl, I would eat a little bit of Ben and Jerry spicy rum all day long. I would eat a little rum. If I were a rich girl, yum. If I were a fat girl, yum. I should say. Does Ben and Jerry's have a rum flavor, like Jamaican me crazy or some such? Uh, that would be cancelable. Jamaican me crazy? Yes, you cannot say uh, that. It's better than Jamaican me homophobic. There's a very <laughs> high incident of homophobia in Jamaica. Um, so I was reading. Uh, do you know the Catholic monarchist Sorab Arami or Armani? Sorab. Ah yes, I am very familiar with the Catholic monarchist Sorab Amati. No, no, I have, I'm not familiar with the Catholic. What is he an Indian fella? Uh, hold on, I don't. I have to find Why him on reading Twitter. Him? Why? Because he are oh, you trying to conservative... because you're becoming trad. You're right. I'm becoming trad. He wrote a conservative review of uh, both Midsommar and Hereditary. Did he like them? Yes, he loves them. That's fun. It's hilarious. Uh, what does he say about so Rob? What does he say it's about him? So Rob Amari. He's so Rob Amari. He's an op-ed editor at the New York Post, and <laughs> he he talks about uh, demonic matrilinity. Ooh, <laughs> that's that's a fun take. It's like it's about how how the left and liberals are turning men like impotent and they're using them just as vessels for procreation you know you could take that from those movies oh you yeah. could absolutely take that he, from those he movies. loves them he loves the movies yeah. he's like ari oster's a genius and he's my favorite filmmaker yeah when you think about it the women in those movies are the source of the trauma for the men <laughs> well he he thinks it's a condemnation of modernity and he's literally like a theocrat he wants like oh so he wants to exist in the midsummer world or he thinks that that's like bad like that's bad paganism oh well he's he's it's he says that the the the, the weakness and shallowness of modernity is allowing paganism to creep back in what what is that's crazy mm -hmm. that's a funny position I, I feel I like, like modernity it. is the solution to paganism. No, though. the solution to paganism is a giant Catholic army. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, man, uh, one time I was in Brooklyn and I saw uh, a bunch of people in fucking clan hoods, like walking down yeah. the road. What? And 
I was fucking scared. I was like thought about running for my life, but it turns out it was just Spanish Catholics. Because oh. <laughs> you know how they wear. What are those things called? Um, uh, oh God, I don't know what they're called, but they're big pointy hats, mm-hmm. and that's what Spanish Catholics wear, and they yeah. look like the fucking clan. Because they it was white too. Sometimes they wear them and it's blue and it just looks creepy, but they don't look like the clan. But these was full on white people, white white robed, pointy hatted people. The funnest thing about down the street. The funnest thing about being like a stupid person in the 18th century was that most of the political problems basically seemed to be like hat problems or hat differences. <laughs> it's like, well, the, the the guys with the three, the tricorner hats don't like the guys with the pointy red hats. Mm-hmm. And then there's guys with the two, like the ship guys have the different longer hats. Then they can, t- they can wear them either sideways or vertical. It's, it's, the hat stuff. I don't think we've left the hat dichotomy. I mean, the biggest modern one is the fedora. You know, the the association of the fedora. Now we look down upon the fedora users. Users, they're addicted. And you know, you ever see a guy in a boater? Stay away from that guy. I ha- don't see anyone wearing hats around me i just see masked people and i don't have to see what anyone looks like anymore and i don't talk i talked to one interaction this week with a guy outside of the grocery store that's nice who was like oh you should move your car and i was like i think it's fine (laughs) (laughs) and i got home and i was like oh god too much social interaction this week uh, I I frequently talk to the people at my dog park Any that news? I go to. Any news? Uh, well, it turns out that Karen's getting an abortion. Oh, <laughs> what what happened? She got knocked up by her brother Phil. Oh, really? It was some incestual ray. Really? That's what happens at the dog park. Those are the things you learn about in an intimate scenario. She re- where you're rubbing each other's animals and really? you become unguarded. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well. And just hear about everyone's sexual assaults constantly. Does, I'm just oh filled man. with all of these informations. This will be an unpopular segment. Maybe I'm she sure. was coming on to you. <laughs> Maybe she was coming on to you. She was great. Yeah, people. That's how people come on to me. That's how people do floor filler. They it's, sense because of my kind eyes. Flirting. They sense that uh, I will be open to uh, their very visceral stories, and they unload on me. Okay, I'm kind of I'm kind of continuing the bit here, but that actually happens to me a lot. I do have people are very open with me because I do think I'm non-judgmental. I have a non-threatening aspect about me. Yeah, well, uh, you should uh, use it to your advantage to extract monetary gain. I should become a Howard Stern-like interviewer. Mm. So what you're doing? You're in this situation. You've just forced a peanut into a cop's asshole. (laughs) You're licking the peanut out of it, and your tongue is just, you know, it's just floating around the flaps of his asshole. It's just, you can't get a good grip. I'd be thinking to myself, what's this cop doing? That's how that's how Howard Stern interviews. He paints a he paints a picture and then he asks, you know, what did you do? I love Howard Stern. I don't. Not after he got all pro Hillary. Oh, I don't care. I didn't like that. Uh, I liked his uh, eulogy to Joan Rivers. Uh, it started out with Joan Rivers has a dry pussy. Oh, <laughs> oh my. Yeah. But that's the how I want to go. 
you know. Oh well, I'll write your. Alex eulogy. has a dry pussy. I'll write your my my eulogy for you will be so sexual and uncomfortable. Ah oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, we'll miss our big dick boy. Like, <laughs> Alex liked to put peanuts up his ass and talk there about p- people putting peanuts up his ass in the manner of Howard Stern. There you go. Alex liked to tie his dick into knots because he had a very long and thin dick. And so he's able to do various different kinds of artistic knot work. Um, oh, this actually this reminds me of a Japanese art form. Uh, Garlic knots. I'm the garlic Nazi. No, it's this uh, <laughs> Japanese art form called uh, kintsugi. Is it about manipulating one's penis? Also, no, also known as kintsukuro. Kintsukuro. Golden oh. repair. It is the Japanese art of repairing broken pottery by mending the areas of breakage with lacquer. Right, with gold. Dusted or mixed with powdered gold, silver, or platinum. A method similar to the maki-e technique. As a philosophy, it treats breakage and repair as part of the history of an object, rather than something to disguise. Mm. Kintsugi, also known as kintsukuro. Yeah, but that's because Japanese people believe that there are ghosts in teacups, which is why they think they gotta preserve stuff. (laughs) Yeah, we should have... God, I wish we lost the Second World War. (laughs) <laughs> to the Japanese, to the Japanese, to the Japanese, yeah. not to Hitler, to the Japanese. Yeah, no, uh, we got to clarify that position. Just, yeah. to, to, just to the Japanese, not to Hitler. I wish yeah. we beat the shit out of Hitler. I wish I could have beaten him myself, my mm. with my fists, till he was a bloody pulp. Shot him. We got the World times. War Two Powerpuff Girls, and their <laughs> enemy is Tojo Jojo. <laughs> That is that is my. I I think that could be funny. They're doing a reboot of the Powerpuff Girls where that's written by Diablo Cody, and they they're really? all going to be yeah. Oh, they're going to be traumatized from their life as child superheroes. That's how it. That's the premise. I think this is a bit. No, that's not a bit. That's actually happening. What? I don't believe you. That's that's one that's actually in the works. I don't know if it's going to come to fruition, but I read about it. Well, I don't mind Diablo Cody. Only Juno is bad. Her other movies are pretty good. Even Jennifer's Body. Didn't see Jennifer's Body. Or what are her other movies then? I don't know them. Young Adults and Tully. Don't didn't and see didn't the see United him. States of Terra is also pretty good. Diablo but yeah, Juno is the Cody. one that ages the worst because it has Juno. Rain Wilson going. Yeah, I saw J- Juno and I was I didn't want to see it, and then I saw it and I was like, this is okay. This are, I mean, it's very of its era, if you like uh, the moldy peaches and people saying very twee things um, and people being very quirky. Is, do they all have Charlize Theron? Uh, two of them have Charlize Theron. Is she playing like the same, it seems to me it looks like in young adult, it look, is she playing the same <laughs> the same part as in the rest she's of the development? A, she's playing a similar character in that she's like a bitter older lady, but young adult she's sort of playing uh, a childless uh, weird career woman, and in Tully she's playing a, Ooh, a mother, and I, a stressed I kind of want to watch young adult, this looks hilarious. Young adult is really good, young adult's an amazing looks movie. very funny. Uh, and which is why, you know, I don't cringe I about wanna, Diablo I Cody. I just want to get back together. <laughs> like those kind of movies, Diablo Cody cringe. Those kind of movies make me laugh. Yeah. 
people debate. Yeah, young adult is really good because it's like uh, more in the Charlize Theron proves she's a good actress by debasing herself sort of genre. Oh no, you know, oh, like no. Monster or uh, what's another movie where Charlize Theron debases herself? I guess Mad Max because she's. She's bald and masculine in it. I'm going to want to rewatch Mad Max 2. Mad Max Fury Road. Not Mad Max 2. I want to rewatch Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. They're all good. I just love Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, he's he's the boy. If I could go back in time and hang out with one person besides Elvis, it would would be Tom Hardy. It would be Tom Hardy in the 2010s. Uh, it would be Tom Hardy before he got swole. It would be, yeah. I don't mind. I like him swole. <laughs> I like him swole. Who? I'd like him anyway. I'd like Tom Hardy anyway, anyhow. Good boy. The good boy Tom Hardy. He's just cool. He's just the coolest guy. Who is the coolest guy? Who is the guy who whose masculinity that I would deign to model myself after? Who's like, they're a really cool guy, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess Sam Neill is an obvious choice. Uh, he seems to be living his best life. Uh, his Twitter account is odd. It's wholesome. He's got a farm in NZ. I mean, I like Richard E. Grant. I like, uh, I like his... <laughs> you're modeling your masculinity yeah, off of Richard E. Grant. I would e. love to mo- I was found a James Blunt tweet from 2010 that was vaguely referring to Withnal and I, and I re- replied to it last night. And quoted. There you and go. Quoted, did the full with Nolan Die quote. Because James, <laughs> James, James Blunt in 2010 was like, no one says the word umbrication anymore. And I was, lo- I was looking up the word umbrication. It's similar to liniment. You rub it on yourself for heat. And at one point in Withnal and I, Withnal says, have you got any umbrication? And <laughs> I says, what for? And Withnal goes, to rub on us, you fool. So I quoted that to James Blunt. There you go. Now James Blunt's going to get a surprise yeah. in his notifications. Yeah. His bell's going to ring, and he's like, oh, his butler's someone. Gonna, his butler's going to come in with an iPhone that he uses once before throwing away. Didn't James <laughs> Blunt recently get scurvy for doing the Jordan Peterson diet? Oh, God. Yeah, I think that's a thing that happened, is he did an all-carnivore diet and then got scurvy. Oh, so there's going to be a Mad Max prequel. I lo- Pirates are all like, I love my scurvy wife. <laughs> so did you, you do the Mad Max prequel? Just with, A Mad Max prequel? Yeah, with Charlie's Throne centering on... Oh, my. Yes, oh, it's going to be about Furiosa. Yeah. Everyone loves Furiosa. Yeah, girl boss power. Hashtag girl boss. Uh, girl boss. Who are some great girl bosses throughout history? Samantha B. Indira Gandhi. Catherine the Great. Catherine the Great. Yeah, Theodora yeah. of Byzantium. Samantha <laughs> B. <laughs> <laughs> Big Vagina Lewis. Alan. Oh, no, Ellen. She's, uh... Woodrow Wilson's wife. Um, J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> Queen. Queen. Yes, Queen. Yeah. J. Edgar Hoover's Drag Race. Oh, man. Who was some... Um, that was the, the Pictish leader. What was her name? Pictish leader? The Pict... The, the head of the Picts? Yeah, do you remember? No, Celeste. Morgan. Oh, I'll have to look it up. Parnum Ballyhoo. 
uh, Forgum Bagarb Barb, Barbara, uh, Shunt Hunter. Uh, ooh, Shunt Hunter. Queen I'm Shunt the, Hunter. Queen of the Picks. Shunt Hunter, Queen of the Picks. Um, what do you do? I hunt shunts. You got a shunt? I'll hunt it. Uh, uh, Fromage Johnson. <laughs> uh, good evening, I'm Fromage Boudica. Johnson. It's Boudica. It's Boudica. Yeah. It's Boudica. I guess she, she was, was the, oh, I guess she was leader figure. of the Celts, not the Picks. Uh, you fool. You've gotten them wrong. I thought she Our was Gaelic pi- fans will be upset. I thought she was Pictish. Mm. Nope. Nope. Celtish. I'm going to I'm going to open a gay bar in Scotland, Scotland called Gay Lick. <laughs> That's one of my A jokes. Uh, yeah. Throw back to one of our older episodes when we were talking about the Orkney Islands. Let's go. We could let's fucking go to the Orkney Islands and open a gay bar. Yeah, there you go. We're going to the Orkneys. We're going to get some Shetlands. We're going to get some Shetland ponies. We're opening love, Gay Lick. Love to visit the Orkney Islands. Hey, would you like to suck me cock? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to spit in your hands and slather it all over me, long lad? <laughs> I'm a bit of a twink, you see. I'm all smooth. <laughs> I'm all smooth. Uh, when Scotsmen fuck bears, they literally fuck bears, you know what I'm saying? He's a tender and gentle lover, and he works for the bank. Uh, man, all the bear bars are disappearing. I, I, it's funny. It's what's happening to uh, the gay village in Toronto, where they're building a lot of condos and replacing a lot of historical weird gay bars. Uh, and uh, it's funny because one of the first ones to go was this one called Zippers, <laughs> which was known as a bear bar. And it's, it got me thinking. It's like the bears are trying to find somewhere else to go. They are leaving their habitat. Yeah. As humans encroach on it. They're growing extinct because of neoliberal acceptance and mm. invasion of their territory where they would once go to the young twink runs and capture twinks out of the rivers as they spawn. <laughs> now they have to go more and more to the twink farms. <laughs> Have you ever had farm farmed twink? It's terrible. Farm it, it's the it's meat is all gray. I have seen that there's a new Twinkie cereal. A new Twinkie, a cereal based on Twinkies. Yeah, I really want to okay. get it, but I'm not allowed to buy that kind of stuff at my house. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I brought I brought home honey twisted barbecue Fritos, and I got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> You need to MGTOW, Steven. You're not having any of this. Yeah, I gotta gotta get my own secret mini fridge. You gotta get... You, did you hear about the MTA people having a secret dude base underneath yeah. the subway? Yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, you gotta get one of those. I mean, it, the fact that there were beds down there kind of creeped me out. Yeah, that's creepy. It's like Parasite. Yes, it is like Parasite. It is like Parasite. Oh. You should do. Men should be able to develop a technology where you're able to crawl into your own asshole, and that's your man cave. Yeah. Or and just you put a TV in there. Have my Nintendo Switch cr- in there. Crawl in your best bud's butt. Yeah. My best bud. Bro, get him a man cave. Hey, bro. And like while you're in there, you're hearing his voice, but there's an <laughs> echo effect on it. You can talk to each other. <laughs> Team killing. 
and uh, yeah, it's, you, one of your bros gets into your asshole, and then you get into your bro's asshole, and then uh, oh man, it's like Russian. Yeah, you, you can play as a team. That's that's a land party. Yeah, that's a modern land it's party. Like a Russian doll. <laughs> yeah, uh, infinitely recursive. Those are beautiful things, like fractals. A man in an asshole, in an asshole, in an asshole, in an asshole, repeating for eternity. So did Marx? Maybe we're just in God's asshole. Did, right did Marx believe in free will or what? I don't know what Marx believed about. I I assume he did believe in free will because it's like. Well, how do you square that of, with the historical determinism? But, but, I mean, I know that. I that think this you can is... argue that an individual can have free will, but systems, because they're so dependent on, uh, because because the way that you construct it, and the way that it sort of remains in its structure, sort of guides the free will of people to the point where they don't have a lot. If I may use an example of Twitch plays Pokemon, uh -huh. remember Twitch plays Pokemon. Yes. How <laughs> everyone eventually they got to Pokemon. Eventually you get to the end goal. You kick the can down the road no matter how many people are shouting directions at you. So that is my shitty analogy. That was really shitty analogy. And I made it. And I'm not going back. Well, on Wikipedia it's apparently still an open question. As to whether he believed in free will. Yeah, he had something different. He, his Gattungswesen, or Gattungs, Gattungswesen. Gattungswesen, which is generally translated, translated as species being or species essence. It refers to the nature of each human and of humanity as a whole. Uh, this is too complicated. We have no free will. Is the que is the answer? Uh, you, that's not true. I don't believe it. Dad. Wait. So, are you a free will believer? Yeah. Do you believe in free will? Yeah, buddy. I sure do. I don't believe in free I will. Sure I think I don't believe in I I don't believe in free will, which is why I'm a socialist. Uh, well, that I mean, that's a uh, big critique of materialist thinking is you don't have agency. Yeah, I don't think we do have that uh, much yeah, agency. You, yeah, you do. I mean, we do, but in terms of... Uh, nah, nah, I think... Nah, we're just stimulus-response machines. I don't we're just pleasure it. robots. I don't believe it. But that's because I'm a tradcath now. You're a tradcath. You believe that we're gifted with a divine spark. You lay... That's gay. Yeah. Divine sparks are gay. Free will is gay. Yeah, I'm gay. Oh, yeah. oh we're in control of everything. Yeah, of course we'd like to believe I'm that. I'm gay about that stuff. You're gay about free will. Ooh, so the what? idea that God gives us a meaningful choice which necessitates the existence of the devil. Yeah, buddy, I'm gay Thus about making that him an important in the pantheon yeah. of tradcath values. It, it's not all just... Everything is not just political economy, blah, 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 material conditions, blah, blah, blah. God exists, yeah. and he is angry with us. It's the allspark. Mm -hmm. God exists and he is. It's Calvinism. Yeah. Hardcore Calvinism. Well, no, that's also, that's determinist, deterministic, too. I'm not a Calvinist. In the 80s, we were focused on Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> now it's time to be focused on Calvin and Jobs. <laughs> well, you know, just these are just some of the grand ideas I'm grappling with in my giant dome of a brain. <laughs> your, your, your big ass, big your ass big brain. ass beanbag chair of a brain. Yeah. 
Uh, Thoughts that no one else has had. Catholic, you're you're a modern day Augustine. You're yeah. July Steen, <laughs> September Steen, Jerry, yeah. Berenstein. Yeah, you can, Get, any month Steen. Too Jewish. <laughs> oh, Augustine sounds Jewish. Yeah. Don't trust him. The Augustinians. We have to kill the Augustinians. No. Uh, kill the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. What? Whoa. No. <laughs> oh, I can't say that. Well, an eye for an eye. How much? How much do you? Th- how much protection do you think they're getting? I imagine they're getting a lot of protection. I don't. I don't know. If I were in Louisville, I don't know. I imagine people are coming for them. Uh, maybe. Wouldn't you want to come for them? Wouldn't I want? I, no, I do not believe in killing people. I, I, I'd want to come for them. I wouldn't yeah. want to kill them. i just want to come for them, you know? Oh, you just want to come on them. just want to come for them. just want to come, <laughs> come for them. Oh. Just do a come tribute for them. Um, yeah. I'll shoot you as many times as you shot Brianna. Oh, okay. You're going to get canceled now. Um, come on the cops. You have been canceled. I have been canceled. No, we no, shouldn't but that kill is a anyone, tragedy. I'm going to articulate it is, of course, uh, a horrible act of injustice that went on. We all know that. We all know it's shitty. I don't think they need to be killed, but they should receive... There should be justice. You shouldn't be able to just go around shooting people. Anybody. Nobody. No, but they don't have free will, bro. Well, right. Well, the other critique, I mean, if you want to get into critiques of it, is like everyone everyone on the left is like, property? Who cares about property? And then with Breonna Taylor, they're like, "That, that guy that was shooting, that shot the car, he's defending his property. He had every right. Well, he had every right. Brian Taylor's boyfriend had every right to defend his property. I think they're only saying that to because once again, it's the hypocrisy shibboleth. Because right. it's like, oh, you right wing people, you know, you care about gun rights only when it's you know. Well, that, that you can point that hypocrisy argument right back. You left wing people, you don't care about property rights. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And yeah, I think it's uh, it's always going to be a battleground for cultural issues, which is a shame because this is... Well, there should be... When we talk about systemic police federal, killing people, that's as fucking systemic as it gets. There need you to know, be f- that's, federal civil rights charges brought up on them for um, depriving Breonna Taylor of her civil rights. And, I mean, maybe uh, they already settled that, but that's the recourse. I mean, that's always They been give the, the family $12 million, but I think it was the state that gave yeah, them $12 so million. so they need to bring them up on federal civil rights charges, I think. There you what go. I would say. There you go. Just like they had to do with OJ, I think, you know. <laughs> That's what they ended up doing, I think, was they brought him up federal civil rights charges of depriving Nicole and the... the no, it was uh, civil charges. Oh, it was civil oh, charges. It, was civil it wasn't... Uh, oh, okay, my bad. Because uh, it was not criminal court. What he eventually got shit canned for was the civil... Uh, uh, the civil charge because uh, Goldman's parents sued him. It wasn't federal. It was just in a different stream right. of the court. It wasn't... Okay, so f- here we go. Federal... Uh, oh, you think Breonna Taylor should... Yeah, so federal prosecutors, they could charge law enforcement officers for depriving people of their civil rights, including the right to be free from police brutality. So it, they could bring them up on federal charges, and I think that's what they hopefully are going to do. That's what I would say to do. Which, the 14th yeah. Amendment, um, the right not to be deprived of life. Boom. You can't be deprived of life without due process of law. So... Um, you know, depending on their circuit court, 
which is now controlled by Trump appointees, uh, they'll probably, you know, make it all the way to the Supreme Court. Speaking of courts and Yeah, make it way to all the Amy Supreme Comey Barrett. And all the Tradcats will be like, nope. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, it happened. Kennedy's dream has finally occurred. The papists are in control. We were too focused on Hollywood rapists when we should have been focused on Hollywood papists. Oh. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, man. Well. We are simultaneously a Catholic and an anti-Catholic podcast. Yeah. Well, well, it's all about the dialectic, uh, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Catholics are uh, good and bad. There's good and bad in them, you know, just like everybody. I like C.S. Lewis. He was cool. Sort of. He's, cool. <laughs> He's weird. He's a weird guy. <laughs> uh, anyway, oh uh, anyway, God. yeah. Did you see the no- notorious ACB shirts that <laughs> the Senate, the Senate Majority <laughs> Twitter account made? They were trolling. <laughs> they troll people so much with that. Oh my God, that's very good. Yeah, I mean because it just don't have figureheads. There, yeah. Don't make these people into figureheads, how, or else how, this will happen. How dare you? Get your own nickname. Oh, I can't believe it. There was just like, <laughs> man, it's gonna be great. Eighty years into the future, the big RBG statue will be being torn down because she sm- talks smack about Colin Kaepernick, who they're erecting a statue of next to her. Yeah, hey, you know that's what that's the, that's the process in America. We got to ere- like Americans ere- erected a statue of George the Third, and then Americans brought it down. We do that's what we that's why statues are good, I think, because they're yeah they're, they mark the passage of time. They we know we are entering a new epoch when a mob tears it down. <laughs> <laughs> that's a no, and because we're entering the cool zone. Yeah, because all the statues are getting torn down. All right, well, that's, uh, that's we have it. No, that's, we have no free will. We just respond to trends. I don't believe that, but that's it for this week. Tune in next week when we talk about... Uh, I know you will uh, tune in next week because you have no free will. We talk about uh, parasites. Real ones, not Ooh. movie ones. We're going to do a whole episode on worms in your tummy. Ooh, yeah, things with teeth like the dune worm. Yeah. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.